Welcome to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Does all this social media knowledge, strategies, and skills from this podcast really matter if you don't use video? The truth is any presence is better than no presence, but without video, you're really limiting your growth. It's no secret that video is the future of all media. It's where all consumers gravitate, so executing at a higher level than your industry peers is an absolute necessity to create differentiation. You can hire a full-time videographer, but is that really sustainable? The answer is no for many, which is why it is critical that you adopt and learn video skills to allow you to create video that will stand out. Having camera presence, knowing what equipment to use and how to use it, proper lighting, video editing, music and voiceovers, scripting, and many other topics are the reason why Business Video School was created. To teach you how to develop these skills quickly and easily with over-the-top support along the way so that you never feel lost. The Business Video School is a comprehensive video education platform that delivers all of this training, but also creates actual video recipes with instructions and scripts for you to execute relevant content weekly with all of the skills you learn. And it doesn't stop there. Regular video challenges, weekly Q&As, a real estate video roadmap, a community of people learning and experimenting with video, and so much more. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Why wouldn't you join the Business Video School today? Go to www.bizvideoschool.com forward slash open dash house and register for the next open house where you'll, you'll learn more and get a chance to hear from current students and even ask them questions. That's bizvideoschool.com. Check it out. Well, welcome back to another episode of Social Genius Podcast, and we're bringing a guest on this week. Uh, you might recognize him, especially if you were at SocialCon. This isn't the first time we've talked to Dylan, and he was live with us in L.A. He happens to live in L.A. because he goes to USC and also happens to run a program that is called Reach, which is a social media like mastermind, and it runs across I'm going to let Dylan talk more about this here in a second, across a bunch of universities across the country. Uh, we're, we're talking to many of you, and I, I've said this before, you might look at a Dylan and you say, okay, you're bringing on this college kid. What the hell relevance does this have to me and my business? Here I am, 50-something years old, running a business. This kid doesn't know anything about <laughs> how to run a business or how to grow a brand on social media. And there's obviously a method to our madness here. And there's a reason why we stay very highly engaged with young influencers because they are the predictors of what's coming in this world. And frankly, uh, this kid right here uh, has more experience well beyond his years. And so it's always fun when we get to chat and, and just kind of collaborate on some things. So Dylan, welcome back, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I always love chatting with you, Jeff. Awesome. Well, to, you know, first of all, start with a little introduction. So tell us a little bit about Reach and, and what you're doing. Uh, just first with that, and then kind of what you got on the horizon uh, in, in your world. Totally. Well, my name is Dylan. Like Jeff said, I'm an undergrad at USC, but beyond that, um, I'm also an entrepreneur as well as a content creator. I started social media back in 2016. I was getting bullied in middle school and I used my following to show others that there's 
others who relate to them. So my message on social media has always been dream big. And I've always tried to inspire others to follow their dreams. Uh, on Musical.ly, I gained 30,000 followers in the first week. On social media, gained 100,000 followers in the first six months. Started going on different social media tours. Um, VidCon, all these big content creator conventions. Started managing influencers as well. I managed a kid named Lil Huddy. He now has about 50 million followers as his first manager when I was 17 years old. And I've got him from 200K to 5 million followers in a year and a half. Um, so I have experience as a content creator with 2.2 million followers to date. I have experience as a manager. I've also run a few companies myself, including Reach, which is the first and only college-focused social media influencer content creator club at any university. It started at USC. We've now expanded that to eight other universities. We're in UCLA, we're in LMU, Duke, Penn State, Indiana University, and a number of other universities. We're going to be in 25 by the end of next month, so we're you know constantly growing, and we really want to be this place for college-age content creators to be able to learn from each other, grow from each other, collaborate with each other, share skills, get brand deals, make money, really have the empire on social media that, you know, a lot of these creators have. Is that, is that like a, um, is that something that's like sanctioned with the school that, that you can actually earn credit hours for doing or, or, or no? No, I, I don't think you can earn credit hours for any like student organization. We run as a student organization, similar to like a fraternity or sorority. Um, you know, at our USC chapter, for example, we charge $75 per semester to every single one of our members. That's actually on the low side um, compared to any other student organization. Um, the ski team at USC charges $400 to be a member of the ski team a semester. But we charge $75 for our members. Um, it's a registered student organization. So it's a club. Um, and, you know, we are, you know, we do work very closely with the university in terms of we follow their directions, their rules, but we run very independently at the same time. That's cool. What what is it that somebody who joins the club is probably looking for besides looking past brand deals? Because yeah. brand deals is a very unique niche that I feel like almost is like, you know, to make a living on brand deals is the equivalent of saying, I'm going to grow up and be a professional athlete, or I'm going to be a professional actor or actress, right? Yeah. Um, so beyond that, or, and, and by the way, correct me yeah. if I'm, if you feel like I'm wrong when I say that. Um, so the way that I see our club um, is we have three big buckets in the club. The first is um, a focus on community. So we do content days, collab days, photo shoots, workshops, just way that our club members can come together, learn from each other, collaborate with each other and really grow, which is our mission of our club. Second big thing that we do, we understand that 30% of our members want to be more in the back end, right? It's, social media industry is so big. Um, not everyone's going to be a content creator. And, you know, a lot of people are going to be more um, in terms of maybe they're creator partnerships at different tech companies, or maybe they're in PR, influencer marketing, maybe they're a manager. So we help facilitate these members via guest speakers, focus groups, beta testing, headquarter tours, networking days. We also, of course, do the brand partnerships. We, you know, we've done six-figure deals with DoorDash, with Coca-Cola. We also help our club members get the tools, resources, responsibility, or tools, resources, programs that they can utilize out there because an influencer, as a content creator, as a brand, as an individual. We have those, but, you know, our big focus is to help kind of connect the entire world of social media because, Beyond just brand deals, there's so many opportunities for the average content creator. So we have partnerships with 
Patreon or Fanfix and all these big monetization platforms. We have, you know, a partnership with Kajabi. Um, we're working on different platforms and different resources that our members can really be able to monetize. And I think that's something that's super big is that now as a content creator, there's so many opportunities to be able to get money beyond just the stereotypical paid media one-off brand deal. Now there's so many ways, whether that be on Snapchat, just by posting on your stories and there's a revenue share for those who are snap stars on the platform. Um, so we, you know, help facilitate that. Very cool. Very cool. So let's, let's articulate this differently for our audience, which typically yes. is going to be for the professional who already is in a business might, you know, might be like, for example, a real estate agent, a yeah. loan officer, like a, basically an entrepreneur, somebody who might be, who might own their own business, um, honestly, this applies to really any field. Uh, I've had teachers reach out to me saying that they want to improve their social media prowess. So, you know, when, when we're talking about this sort of thing, because your, your level of discussing social media versus what I would consider our level are two different levels, yeah. not neither one's right or wrong. They're both right. Ultimately, it's just different. Right. Totally. And so when you're talking to somebody in that realm, and it's really more about, okay, how do I increase my awareness to grow my brand, to attract more business? You know, how, how do you guys, first of all, do you touch on this? I would consider this more niche branding, yeah. more niche marketing, right? It's not, it's not general. Look at me. I'm Jeff Fitzer. You want to work with me because I get so many eyeballs on my content. I have so many followers, AKA I can, I can sell your product, right? It's more of, top of mind awareness. Don't forget about me when it comes time to buy X and use me. You know what I think is interesting, um, Jeff? There's over 39,000 content creators on TikTok with over a million followers. Um, and I think with that being said, there's been an ever more incentive for content creators to figure out how they can diversify. And you just brought up niche influencers. And I think that that's perfect because as a content creator, and I was talking with Gigi Rock, Robinson, um, you know, who also spoke at SocialCon, um, and she was actually a member of Reach before I was even a member in it. Um, I was talking with her about value proposition because I, in my opinion, that's the biggest thing when it comes to you as a creator and getting these opportunities or figuring out what makes the most sense to you. Uh, you know, there's when it comes to brand deals, you have to figure out does this brand deal make the most sense to you? But I think everything kind of stems. Do you understand the mission of your platform and the following that you're building? Um, I think it's really important for creators to really be able to niche themselves in a way that, and I was talking yesterday, I was in a three hour drive um, with a micro influencer. She has 25K on TikTok and she's a health creator. And I was telling her, telling her, like there's a thousand creators who are also like her. Can you tell me what makes you different or what makes you stand out to where someone would want to watch you over the thousand other health and wellness creators? Because that's the biggest thing is that there's so many creators on social media now that if they really want to, they can literally say, search up your same niche and follow and find someone who's probably saying the same things that you are um, or posting the same exact content you are. So I think that, I mean, value proposition is really, really important in a way that you need to figure out what makes you specifically different. What makes you stand out from anyone else? Because if you can't figure that out, then why should people be watching you? Yeah. Yeah. So 
does that mean, in your opinion, being somewhat controversial, being kind of the black sheep? Like, how would you describe that or how would you articulate that as it relates to, you know, any any business, any business owner? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a thousand different ways that you can take being different and being unique on social media. Controversy obviously does sell, but it doesn't work for everyone. You know, if someone wants to post family-friendly content, controversy is not going to go well, and you're probably not going to get the most PG-13 brand deals. Controversy sells for individuals like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Andrew Tate, Aiden Ross, who's on Twitch, um, Gideon on YouTube, like these, Nelk even, these people can sell controversy because they have a demographic on their social media that eats into controversy and loves that type of content. But it's not going to be the best for everyone. If you're an industry executive or maybe you're a real estate professional, then controversy honestly probably isn't the right move, right? You don't want to come across controversial especially if it comes to politics or something of that capacity, because you're going to be losing leads because people are going to be like, oh, wait, I don't believe in what he's saying or the messages that he's saying. So I'm not going to even going to associate with them. But there's so many other ways to really figure out what makes you different. Um, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a YouTuber um, who did like a penny in a day, Ryan Trahan, or a penny challenge. Um, his name is Ryan Trahan. He did this challenge for charity. And it was such a unique idea that nobody's ever done before. And I think, you know, figuring out cool, organic, original ideas or campaigns or stunts that can really get your name out there is really good. It doesn't have to be controversial. I think there's so many ways to figure out how you can be different without making you seem like a bad guy on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess getting outside of one's comfort zone too. I mean, what we what we tell people a lot is is we all have this syndrome of looking at what other people in our industry are doing and just yeah. copycatting it without even, you know, really assessing if it's working or assessing if it might work for you. You know, I think we look at we look at uh, you know, in 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 each industry, you look at the the top quote unquote performers as it relates to social media. And most of those people just either got lucky, they were the first ones to do it, but then we all just go and try to copycat it. And then everybody doesn't understand why it doesn't work. And I think, you know, how, how would you address, you know, kind of that, that mindset or that, that thought process? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously platforms like TikTok, which feed into following trends. It might be behooving you right now on TikTok to follow the ice spice trend or whatever trend you see on TikTok and follow the most trending sound. But where I really see people thriving if you're going to follow a trend is take that trend, make it different and make it your own. Your niche might not be the same as Charlie D'Amelio's niche. If she has a viral video, you can still take that idea and build it off of your own. I think on YouTube back in the day, there's like the DMing hundred celebrities um, trend that was going on, but then people started taking that and to applying it to their own niche, DMing a hundred celebrities to tell me what, how I should do my makeup or to tell me what I should eat for a food creator. That's where you can really take your content, um, and that trend 
and elevate it. Because in my personal opinion, if you take a trend and you just copy it, you're not going to do as good as the original video that made that trend. You're a copycat and it's not original. But if you take that concept or that idea or you spend some time figuring out why that trend went viral, why people started liking that trend, and you create your own kind of trend or adaptation or evolution, that's where you can become successful. I think it's really about figuring out how you can evolve your own content and the content that you see online. There's mm. still opportunities for original content on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I just, but I think a lot of people struggle with the creativity and that's where, you know, kind of create your, your driving inspiration from someone else's post uh, yeah. is still probably one of the most effective strategies that exist on social media. hundred percent. So, you know, from, from your perspective, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I'm, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I said it at the beginning of this episode, you know, the youth <laughs> of America are the drivers are the best predictors of where technology is going, where the future is going, especially as it relates to social. It's been oh. proven, right? Facebook started as a college app. We all followed. Then oh. Instagram was kind of like created essentially as that place where all the young Facebookers were retreating because us boomers were, were infiltrating it, right? Snapchat Same thing too. happened. Snap. Yeah. TikTok, it's happened. It's happened. It happens with every single one of them, right? Um, and so, you you talked at Social Con about Lemon Eight, uh, Lemon Eight, and that's not Lemonade. Lemon Eight, the number eight, number is eight. an up and coming app in the social world. Uh, last year, uh, Be Real was the number one most downloaded app in the world. Uh, so, what would you say right now for those that are listening? They know we're big on the innovation side. Where, yeah. what should we be looking at? What should we be testing? What should we be maybe considering to jump on uh, to kind of gain opportunity as being an early adopter? hundred percent. I, you know, it's interesting because there always are social media platforms that are changing and evolving and new ones that are blowing up. I, I talked about Lemonade and I said, I think at SocialCon, I talked about how I think it's a really cool very new platform. And if you want to jump on it, there's, you should spend maybe, you know, a few hours a week jumping on the platform and figure out if it's worked for you or if you're starting to grow an audience. Lemonade isn't the only platform that is new. There's Stereo, which is an audio focused platform. There's a ton of different platforms. I think the biggest thing, I mean, we don't know if Lemonade is going to be big we don't know if stereo is going to be big. We don't know if any of these platforms are going to be big. Be Real had its wave and peak. Clubhouse had its wave and peak. Um, I think the biggest thing you need to figure out for yourself, and this is the biggest identifier in technology, is is there a reason or an angle that this platform is creating waves that is different from these other platforms? If it's something like, be real where you're already taking pictures on Instagram. Honestly, I mean, the only identifying factor of be real was it's the fact that you had to post it out the minute you could put that, that they announced it, but for be real, you could post it late too. So what is the honest defining factor? Mm -hmm. There was nothing for social media influencers to incentivize them to get involved. There weren't reasons for you to post it. Um, there weren't reasons for you to be on it for more than two minutes a day. So on a social media level, be real. While it was a great platform, there were so many pitfalls that they need to overcome, still need to overcome if they want to be a, a long-term platform. You know, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, LinkedIn, even Facebook, 
YouTube. These are the platforms that have been there, Twitter as well, that have been there that know how to do it right. These are legacy platforms, unless TikTok gets banned, of course. But for figuring out if a platform is going to be successful, you need to figure out, one, why should people use this platform? What's the difference between this platform and another platform? If it's just something figurative, like, uh, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's a copycat. Honestly, like Lemonade is a copycat of Pinterest and Instagram. There's still time and developments that need to be made for it to be successful because this industry isn't going to favor copycats. It's going to favor original originality and uniqueness. So, um, I mean, personally, if you wanted my, my hypothesis, there isn't any platforms right now that are going to be um, to the same level as Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, but there are opportunities if these companies want to pivot and figure out where their niche is or their value is in the space. So two things. One, you said that uh, you're not going to be successful as a copycat, but Mark Zuckerberg has made an entire career out of copycatting. So I would kind of argue that slightly, at least with Zuckerberg. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now, Facebook and Instagram can copycat because they already have the 500 million. They're already people. legacy. They're already They're, legacy. They've already been in the space. So, I mean, once you're in the space, you're in it, but you need to be what able to- What you're saying is a new, a new idea being a copycat is probably not going to survive because the the the- the one who dominated it and created it is already is already dominating. You're not going to overtake it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's like it's like a search engine trying to overtake Google. Yeah, yeah, it's almost impossible. Okay, so so then what I heard you say was pay less attention in right now, which that could change next week. Yeah. But right now, pay less attention to the new apps and focus on the ad, the legacy ones that are working. And so, with that said. You know, you mentioned them all and everybody knows them. I don't need to recite them again. Uh, yeah. What would you say is the best uh, the best social app to gain the biggest following in the shortest amount of time? TikTok, a thousand percent. As much as I hate TikTok, it's going to be the biggest platform if you want to gain a following. Now, you know, like I said, there's 39,000 people with over a million followers on TikTok. Um, the algorithm is built for you to gain followers but it's not built for you to become a brand or a household name. You're not going to do that on TikTok. There's only probably a hundred people who've been able to do so. Charlie D'Amelio, for example, it's almost impossible for you to elevate to that level on this, on that platform, but you can gain followers very quickly. 39,000 with over a million. Wouldn't that be considered diluted? It's oversaturated. It's insanely. Um, it is so oversaturated. So if you're going to attack TikTok, do you have a specific strategy that you feel like somebody should attack if that was going to be their focal platform? So here's the way the algorithm works. Everyone gets on the For You page by nature. The more engagement you get, the more likes, the more comments. You're going to be shown on more For You pages. If you post good quality 15 second videos with a three second hook um, and then engaging 10 seconds in the middle and a conclusion or call to action to incentivize people to comment or like the post, then you're going to do well. That's just the nature of the platform. Um, you're going to get followers. Now the followers are legacy followers or it's legacy metrics. It doesn't mean anything um, in my personal opinion, like a million followers doesn't really mean anything on TikTok and it, it, Anyone can be able to get a million in six months if they really try to post every single day. 
Um, I mean, there's there's a there's a model, like I said, you know, first one to two seconds, three seconds max should be that hook. What is going to get people to retain and want to watch the video for the entire time? 10 seconds should be the plot, the main points of the video. The last few seconds should be the call to action. Like that is how you post a good TikTok. Um, but yeah, no, the algorithm is designed for you to get followers, for you to get likes. It is almost impossible for you to post a TikTok with zero followers and not get any likes. One of my um, friends did a, uh, wanted to see if this was true in the conversion. He posted a TikTok um, with zero followers. And I think the video got 12,000 views uh, on the first post. So you are guaranteed with zero followers to get likes. Even if it's just a few, but it still, it still beats how many followers you have. hundred percent. Yep. Interesting. Got it. Okay, cool. So then what would you say is the best platform uh, for engagement and connecting with an audience, having conversations, building relationships? Okay. So two different avenues. I'm going to take that question to two different platforms. YouTube is the best platform for you to build a brand and to build a following and for people to really want to watch you because YouTube is a long, long form platform. You're going to be watching people for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. So you really are able to connect with them a little bit more and you really have that story. I think YouTube is really good because it's all about storytelling and that's kind of where people want to watch those videos. Um, YouTube does, you know, it's the oldest platform out there and they do very, very well in terms of that. And they've been able to maintain its longevity. So YouTube is the platform for you to build that following, build those relationships and have a platform long-term, especially if TikTok is going to be banned. In terms of building connections and relationships on a business side, LinkedIn is the most underrated platform for people to have a following and to get opportunities. LinkedIn is the only platform where you can be able to reach out to an industry executive, know that they are legit, and they will probably respond to you likeliness. Not that many people are posting content on LinkedIn. So there are so many opportunities for people to post and to gain a following on the platform. So YouTube on uh, on a creator side, LinkedIn on a business side. What about on a on the consumer side? Uh, just connecting with an audience and and creating conversations. YouTube. Okay. YouTube is the best place. Even uh, if you're not good, because the only thing with YouTube is it's long form video, and so for a novice to create long form engaging video, that is going to be next to impossible. You know, I personally hate making YouTube videos because it takes so long to edit and to come up with the production, etc. You hear all these stories about YouTubers like Mr. Beast who spend years and years just making videos in their dorm or their apartment, low quality video camera, low quality storyline. But I think the point of it, if you want to be a content creator, you need to be making content. You cannot call yourself a content creator if you don't make content. You can't call yourself a singer if you haven't released a song. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, with all these resources out there, all these tools, iMovie is free. 
everyone probably has a phone. It, the phone camera is so good that you can make a YouTube video by turning it horizontally and just filming. You could put it on a tripod and have it film for you. You could have the dumbest skits and just start putting out ideas out there. Social media is meant to be creative. If you don't think you're creative, hire someone who is creative to be on your team. That's how you're going to be successful. Even TikTok, you can't call yourself a TikToker if your videos aren't good or you're not posting good quality content because why are people going to watch your videos? Yeah. Best platform to uh, build a community. Uh, community as in what sense? Uh, you know, have your own little uh, private, um, you know, in is group. Uh, your own private uh, mastermind, your own private area for for you know like-minded people to share together and be in this kind of kind. Where yeah. Discord. Discord. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it started off as as a gaming platform, but I think they've really really elevated the platform into what it is today. If you want to, especially if you are a creator on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you're a TikToker or wherever you're an influencer, I recommend that you create your own Discord and it's a community. I don't know if you've taken a look at Discord, Jeff. I know of it. I've never been on it. You can create a community and you can be able to turn your following from all these platforms into one central place. It's a great way for people to informally chat with each other, to meet each other, for you to announce when your merch is dropping, when a new video is dropping. Um, You can choose whether you want to charge, you can do it for free. It's super easy. There's uh, lots of open source bots and tools that can make sure that you're moderating. Um, You can restrict if people um, can swear or all the content needs to be clean. Um, so I think that's the best platform. It's a, it's, you know, a massively growing platform. And I think we're, you know, we're starting to see more and more features of Discord come to fruition. Um, you know, in addition to that, there's a ton of other platforms. There's FanFix, which is great. Um, Patreon, which is great. But uh, if you want one that is kind of overall positive, Discord is a good area. You're going to make some heads spin here because you're uh, just, you know, there's, there's so much, someone's going to walk away like shit. Like I'm not even doing good at the ones that already exist. Now you're telling me how to get another one. So last, last question, last question. Uh, Overall, overall, if we had, I I came to you, Dylan, and I'm, I'm the, I'm the God of social media. And I said, Dylan, I'm going to blow up every social media platform, except one, which one stays. YouTube. YouTube is such a legacy platform. They're doing so well with YouTube shorts. And they have basically, I mean, every every platform is competing with each other. They all have the same features at this point. But YouTube has been able to have its legacy long form. It's able to really emphasize that aspect of community. There's uh, subscribers. Um, there's, you know, now paid subscriptions on there. There's, you know, your typical videos. The chat is such a, the the comment section is so easy for you to interact with people and get feedback. Um, The short form is 
is growing so well. Their revenue share model, their new rev share that they launched in February is doing wonders for a lot of big influencers. I'm friends with a guy named Alan Chicken Chow, and he's the number one most watched YouTube shorts creator in the entire world, getting 500 million views every single week off of short form on YouTube alone. So if you say that YouTube shorts isn't massive, it is massive. Um, So, I mean, there's a long form, there's a short form, there's the community, there's the legacy. YouTube, in my personal opinion, is the only platform right now where you can actually build a brand. You can't build a brand on TikTok. Snapchat's great, but you have to be verified and the average person isn't verified. There's only 5,000 people verified on Snapchat. Um, Yeah, YouTube all the way. And all these conversations, all these questions, you minimally mentioned Facebook or Instagram. Why? Facebook has a very older skewed demographic. Facebook is the best in terms of you make the most amount of money just for posting Facebook posts. And if it goes well on the Reels program, which I think is invite only, you get paid the best. But I mean, no college student is on Facebook. No 13 to 18 year old is on Facebook. No Gen Z is using that platform. And I think that shows where this direction with Facebook is going is that it is older skewed. Um, There's a lot of features on Facebook that have been so unsuccessful. Facebook gaming, Facebook live, Facebook marketplace wasn't the best, isn't the best. So we see it time and time again, where they try to implement features, but it just doesn't have the turnout that people and the response that people want. Um, So Facebook, dead set no. If you're on Facebook, my personal opinion, it's great if you have an older demographic and maybe you're trying to get leads for real estate, but it's not good if you're trying to tap into the next generation. Instagram, Instagram is a platform where it does everything well, but it doesn't do everything best if that makes sense. It's really good for having a following. Um, it's, a, it's a vetted platform. You can build a decent brand on Instagram, but every element of Instagram, another platform is doing better. It's Reels, right? Instagram Reels. TikTok is way better at Long form video on the feed, YouTube is doing better at. I mean, Instagram, the only thing that it's good at is like the photos, because there really isn't any other platforms that are doing uh, photo feed posts. Um, But that's about it. I mean, if you really wanted to upload photos, people are uploading photos on TikTok as a slideshow now. Um, So, I mean, Instagram is good, but it's not great, you know? Yeah, Ben, it's it's pretty accurate. It's interesting. I'm asking all these questions, obviously, because I just want your unbiased responses and and for our audience who listens to the show they know Tristan and I very well they know our our responses yeah. and ours would be wildly different and I think that is a what uh, what is your what is your top platform depends on for what like it's you know overall it, I'd probably agree with you on YouTube just because of the monetization um but it's also one of the hardest ones to actually you know, create for, because you have to have skill. It's not just press play and you could, but you're not going to go anywhere. You know, like you said, it's the most time consuming because it's got to be long form. You're going to have to have an enormous amount of jump cuts. 
and you're going to have to have all kinds of different edits to gain attention. You're going to have to be eloquent. You're going to have to be able to hold an audience. You're going to have to have a topic and it's just tough, but YouTube is, you know, it's giant, you know, and, yeah. and, and they've got to figure it out. You know, tick, I agree with you on TikTok. Uh, yeah. from a following perspective. I also tell people that TikTok's the best platform for uh, like sharpening your knife because I say, if you can become a good creator on TikTok, you'll automatically be a good creator on Instagram and Facebook then uh, because you're going to start creating better content than most of the creators on Instagram or Facebook because they yeah. tend to be a little bit older school, right? And so oh. you're probably going to gain more eyeballs as a result of that. Here's uh, the thing though, when it comes to TikTok, yes, you will become a better creator on Instagram and Facebook, but you posting on TikTok, the conversion or ROI, if you're a small business, is not there. In my personal opinion, if you're posting on TikTok now, you should be posting that same exact content on another platform, Instagram Reels yes. or YouTube Shorts yes. or Snapchat even. Snapchat is All going them. exponentially and it's growing so much bigger. They had the Snap Partner Summit last Wednesday. And it, there's so many big announcements when it comes to Snapchat. But TikTok, you're wasting your time to use TikTok because you can't build your brand. I, you know, it's great to get resources. CapCut is great. It's great to edit. It's so easy to use. It's so easy to consume. But I mean, Jeff, do you remember the last five videos that you watched on TikTok? Probably not, right? Well, actually, TikTok is, is to me, and I hear people say this all the time, I don't scroll TikTok because I'll spend too much time there. Yeah. I mean, it's addictive. Social media platforms, try that's their goal. Um, if you watch Social Dilemma on, on Netflix, their goal is to be addictive and to yeah. get more people to use them longer because then they make more money. Well, it's but, the same thing. It's the same thing television did 30 years ago. And nobody exactly. talks about that. That's exactly what television did. hundred percent. No, that is exactly. And this is now a new form of media where these content creators are now the directors of their own television show. And I think that's the evolution. I think the thing about TikTok though, like I said, is that I can't remember the last five videos that I watched. And maybe I remember the niche because of the for you page is tailored to what I like and what the content that I'm liking, but I can't tell you the usernames of those people, but I can tell you the last five YouTube videos that I've watched and I spend the entire view count watching all the YouTube videos. Uh, you know, I was watching Mr. Beast. I was watching right before yeah. this. I was watching Undercover Boss. I watched like two episodes of it because you're making because you you have a you have more time to to really dig deep and and I guess it it becomes more retention based when you're watching more of it. Whereas TikTok, it's quick. It's quick. One hundred percent. And I think that's where, as a creator, you can build your brand is because people are watching you longer. People are now digging into your life, figuring out who you are, being able to understand your personality. Where on TikTok, you're sheltered behind an audio. You're sheltered behind an audio clip. People can't hear your voice on TikTok if you're not talking, but you can choose to not talk on TikTok. You can't really do that on YouTube. So on YouTube, you're on yeah, you can't do that on TikTok. So on YouTube you really are starting to build the authentic you. And I mean, people on YouTube can figure out if you're lying or you're fake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only one that I would probably, I wouldn't say disagree with, but have a completely different answer would be uh, when building a community or a group. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm still preaching Facebook just because there is no other yeah. platform that has groups like Facebook does. Uh, it's, I think, more community-driven or niche-driven, uh, hobby-driven, that sort of thing. 
Um, I, th I think I think you could still really gain some impact there, and that's really the only purpose for Facebook, in my opinion, uh, anymore. But yeah. I do, oh, and, and, and the majority of what you said, I, I totally agree with. Yeah, my, um, I mean, my big thing about Facebook is that I'm I'm haven't seen any Gen Z person download Facebook. The only reason why people my age have a Facebook account is if they want to have the same login for different video games, and they ask you you want to log in with your Facebook account? So it's easier to just log in with a, a Facebook than a, a, a login for every single platform. Yeah. Um, that's the only big thing. I mean, we, I haven't seen anyone use Facebook here at USC. And I don't think anyone has used Facebook. I, I couldn't go up to my business school and say, show me on your phone if you have Facebook. But I can say that for Instagram. I could say that with TikTok. Could say that with Snapchat. Could say that guaranteed with LinkedIn. Um, every business kid has has LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the downfall for Facebook is it's skewed older. I love it, man. Dude, this has been a good conversation. It's fun. It's it's fun it's because it it shows the it shows that the the difference uh, in generation, uh, yeah. but it's important. And I think that's that's the the piece that especially our generation, the older generations, need to understand because they are the ones who are really trying to learn uh this is not muscle memory for them for yeah. you for your generation this is very easy it's easy just to slide into a new app and start figuring out the buttons but for somebody who's 35 40 and older it's just they, they didn't grow up with this stuff and they've learned it as they've gotten older and now it's a matter of understanding how to best use it and um it's it's an interesting conversation man i love i love doing this we'll have to do this just consistently more often and, and when you're when you're when your young group man needs a boomer uh, who knows who knows what he's talking about you, you need to have us uh, have us come in and, and and chat and talk about niche marketing and how we've used social to, to, to blow up businesses we're 100 going to do that i was talking with one of our exec board members last week she's a, a real estate student at usc and i was like i got some really cool real estate focused people who want to come speak so i'm gonna i'm gonna make cool. sure that she helps us make sure that this come to life and come to fruition. Um, I think I'm going to end on kind of one last thing. Please. Um, because, you know, we talked about a bunch of different platforms and every single person, I mean, we see this with our club and all the influencers with their club. Everyone's different, right? Your niche is not the same as, my niche is not the same as Jeff, Jeff's niche. It's not the same as Charlie D'Amelio's niche. It's not the same as um, Mr. Beast's niche. Everyone is different. Uh, the platforms that we named and talked about, you know, someone who's a college student might find Facebook successful because maybe there is no college student on Facebook. So maybe the Facebook community is hungry for someone younger. Um, so, you know, with that being said, I think overall it's all about posting. If you're not posting, then you're not doing it right. Whether you be posting on Instagram, whether you be posting on Lemonade or Facebook or Twitter, you just need to post the right content. Each platform is different and the algorithms are different. So study whatever platform you think, personally, this is what I would do, study whatever platform you think is easiest for you to use and to make content, study the algorithm, study what trending people or viral people are doing good and how their content is amazing. Post similar style content and then find your niche and your voice based off of that. It's so simple. You can do that for any platform, but if you aren't posting, then you're not, you can't call yourself a creator. Yeah. So it's all about posting whatever platform, just get your content out there in some capacity.
I love it, man. That's that's a great way to end. And you notice that that's one thing we absolutely agree on. If you're not posting, you're a consumer, like the people you're trying to sell to. And that is, and that's one guarantee. I can guarantee one thing: you're going to gain nothing from social if you don't post. So, Dylan, good stuff, man. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best place? How do they do that? If someone wants to connect with me, uh, LinkedIn is an amazing place. Dylan Huey on LinkedIn. You're too young for LinkedIn. Get the hell out of there. LinkedIn is the best platform (laughs) if you are trying to get opportunities. It's the easiest platform to just consume, to network with industry executives. I love LinkedIn. I post on there every single day. Uh, But, you know, in addition, Instagram at Rod and Flash, my Snapchat at DJ R-O-D-I-N. F-L-A-S-H, Rod and Flash. Generally, just Rod and Flash everywhere. My website is Um, And yeah, I would love to connect with everyone and hear what they're doing successfully and the platforms that they think is the overall best. Dude, awesome, man. Thank you for your time. Thanks for being here. Great to chat with you. And, uh, you know, we're going to stay in touch. Totally. Hey, Jeff, always great chatting with you. We'll talk soon. See you, brother. Thanks for listening to Social Genius, brought to you by Drunk on Social. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated. 